So this crazy story happened to one of the families that are here. And it's not an easy story to say, not an easy story to repeat. They had a daughter. Unfortunately, the daughter went off the derech and moved out of the house. And then they came to me with their Das Torah, one of the biggest Litvisher Abanim alive today. Every family has, for those who don't know, every family has their uh, their own Das Torah to Paskin. You all have letters from them. You sign a contract. People don't know this, that you sign a star, that you're not going to do anything without your Das Torah. And this girl did not want to live back where they were, where she was living. A lot of times the kids suffer trauma in the house itself or out of the house, but then when they come in the house at night and this whole neighborhood and the neighbors looking at them, they had a lot of sleepless nights and the ceiling and this house has a smell and the whole thing. And sometimes, many times, you need to move. It's a different discussion and it's a big Nisayan, but save lives. So this family, they were very, very close to the shul. They were very involved with their shul. They started their shul. In any case, they decided that they knew their daughter can't live here, having people look at her and judge her and saying, you know, they, they know what they know that everyone's saying. That's, that's really what happened to her, you know? It's embarrassing for the parents. It's embarrassing for the kids also. And they know that people are talking about them. They made the very hard decision to move. They moved far away from the, the center of the area. They moved. And they built, they got a new house and they built it and they refixed it and they gave her a room, but not just a room, like a suite in the hotel. And they made outside of the suite like a kitchenette, like a whole area. But it's part of the family. I want them part of the family. It's part, but yet very, very nice. After a couple of months of TP, Baruch Hashem, instead of living among Gayim, in, in a terrible neighborhood with bad people, where she felt like, you know, she'll, she'll belong over there, she decided, my place is with my family, she moved home. After a while of that, she went out, and she was still going out Friday night. Big problem. She found a guy. And she brought the guy into her house, and he's, he's there. She didn't even ask. They asked her, Das Tyra, what do we do? Like I asked her, Gershon, Edelstein's that's how, straight out. What if a boy brings a girl into the house, or vice versa? Should you say, you can't do this in the house? And he said, Chas v'shalom, don't do that. Their Rav, Paskin, he said, absolutely don't say a word. Be nice. Okay, so they have this guy living in the house, and, uh, and they're being nice to him. Now, you could imagine a Jewish house that we're nice and we have food and it smells nice and it's it's a nice house and nice parent. That's not where he was used to. That's not what he was used to. So he was going out, you know, Friday night, to, they were taking her to a club. But Friday afternoon, what does a Jewish house smell like? Right? It smells good. Thursday night, you know, he's like in the house, well, what are you making? Oh, it's called challah. What is it? It's dough, here. And he was interested in what, oh, you're making it and you do stuff. And he was, it's very interesting if you never saw it before. And he's like, sees the table set up. He says, is it, you guys celebrate Thanksgiving every week? You know, it's the women who, Ugayim, who plan Thanksgiving dinner. They plan it for like a month. And it's like, oh my gosh, we're going to have eight people and we're going to have like a, a, a meal, right? We do this like, you know, 
twice a week, no problem. Fifteen people, eighteen people, sixteen people, twelve people, eight people. No, we do it. Show show them Pesach, they'll drop dead. What we do for Pesach. And and this guy is like, what's going on over here? Beautiful. He comes in before they leave on an early Shabbos, so they weren't going out until late nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock at night to the city. Shabbos, is, the meal was six o'clock, six thirty. He says, "Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Everybody's dressed up. You have a wedding. You dressed like this." He said, "No, this, this is Shabbos. What? You will shower and get dressed. Where's your phone? No, we don't have phones. We spend family time. Family time. Wow, this is incredible." And he is very interested in what's happening here. And the daughter is getting a little bit nervous because this is not what she wanted to happen. And then they're like, why don't you join us for a meal? She's like, no thanks. And he's like, oh, I don't, you know, what are you having, you know? Wow, what's this thing called? And what's this? And that meat, and the meats come out. The main dish comes out. Whoever saw this, this chicken, and there's meats, and there's things happening here. And they start singing, and he says, wow, tells us. This is beautiful. She's like, no, it's not. (laughs) This is like a nightmare, right? And he's living in the house, so they're schmoozing, and they they see calm, nice people, the kids, everybody else is going to school, coming back, happy. And they have to act happy, you know? You're forced to to not have anxiety. You're forced to, to be happy, right? That's not the end of the world. And he starts getting more and more interested it came Hanukkah a year and a half ago. came Hanukkah. And I saw a picture of him. He wanted to light the, the candles. Who doesn't want to light candles? So he's, he's making the bracha. And I see his eyes are like, he's saying it and his eyes are serious. And he's waving with his hand. And I'm like, this girl is in trouble. He starts saying, listen, um, I'm, I want to go to classes she goes, why do you want to go to classes? She goes, I want to learn about this. She goes, no, you don't. He goes, yeah, I really do. And she really likes him. She really, really likes him. He's a nice, nice guy. Kind, good midos. So he starts getting into it and going to classes. And time goes on, a few more months, and he says, listen, I want to become Orthodox. And she's like, no, you don't. And he's like, yeah, I really do. And I, are you going to join me on this journey? She's like, I guess. And he was being Makar of her. He started, you know, he's interested, she's interested. And there was a time that the family got invited out to friends that she wanted to go to for a meal. So she drove to the meal and he walked. Even though you have to break Shabbos, but he wanted to keep Shabbos except for breaking it. And he walked in the cold. And and then he tells her, listen, we got to keep Shabbos. She's like, no, we don't. He's like, I'm not pressuring you, but I really want to. So she said, I'll keep Shabbos, but not my phone. I need my phone. He said, fine. He's very patient. He's like Chabad. You know, he he's like, he's not too yeshivish yet. You know, he's... Very patient with her. He loves her and he appreciates that. And this family is being very nice. And he loves them and they love him. So, so, so he is now keeping Shabbos except for turning on a light once in a while. And she's, you know, keeping Shabbos and getting closer except for using her phone. 
And then he says, Kashrus, we have to only eat kosher. And she says, no, no, we don't. He says, yeah, I, I, I really getting closer. I, I want to, he was makabal only kosher. And then a few months later, he tells her, Tara Samashpacha. And she's like, no, we don't. And he's like, the rabbi said, you know, this Friday, I have a video of him. He became a yid. He became 613 mitzvahs all the way. They're not makar of you. They don't let you become a Jew unless you're fully, fully, and he is in. He is fully a Jew. And this Shabbos was the first Shabbos that he kept fully as a yid. He's the happiest person in the world. We don't understand the story of souls. How Hashem made this girl go off and then to move into the house that the parents came here and they found this guy. And if it would have been a different family, they would have said, no, you can't live, you know, we can't be in this house. But they're Das Taira, the biggest Litvisher of Paisik, I think, in the world today, one of the top for sure. He said, be Makarov. Everybody would say, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. Turns out that not only is he from, but because he wanted Yiddishkeit and he went to classes and he learned about it, she now is totally from, and this was the first full Shabbos that she kept. They're both totally from. And now they got engaged. And they're going to get married, Kedas Moshe V'Yisrael. Miracle. What love can do, what acceptance can do, hate can never do. Rejection can never do. We have Hayra. We have pure guidance from the Baal Shem Tev and the Chazanish and all the Tzadikim. There is no such thing as rejection, no matter what. No matter what. That's what Reb Gershon said. And Reb Gershon Zatzal, God Ladar, Reb Chazanish, the Chazanish said on him that he doesn't even have 164th of Gaiva that you're supposed to have, a Shminis of a Shminis. And he told Reb Chaim Kanievsky Zatzal to learn with Reb Gershon. You could rely on Reb Gershon. I said, a, a guy brings a girl into the house. You should be Merachik. He says, Chas v'shalom. But what do you mean? I said, look at the video. I said, Gimel Averis Chamuris in your house. Nishtok Hanetza. Nitok Hanetza. You have no choice. There is no rejection. Stop making believe that there's a red line. Everybody wants to know, where's the red line? Who said there's a red line? Who says that a doctor should ever pull the plug on a patient? We don't believe in that. That's not good enough. We have people that are so from, they don't listen to Reb Gershon. They're too from to listen to Das Taira. And they were too from to listen to the Chazanish. When the Chazanish told the father to buy a car for his son, who said, I'm going to drive it on Shabbos, and the father said, I can't do it. The Chazanish said he should do it. Reb Gershon brings down that he didn't do it. He outsmarted, I'm smarter, I know more than the Chazanish. And his son never came back to Yiddishkeit. People in the name of God are frumer then God, firmer than the, the leaders of the generation. And they say, no, this is crazy, you can't, you can't. Under Das Torah, you do everything that Das Torah tells you to do. And if this could happen, anything could happen. There is nothing stronger than your acceptance. There is nothing stronger than your love. And who said that? The stipler. It's not me. Read Raising Royalty, it's all in there. And I have six volumes coming. This is just volume one. 
The stifler said that when Shlomo Melech says, he says, Ki aza kamoves ahava. Love is as strong as death. Stifler says, what does love have to do with death? So he explained, just like, just like someone's time to go, to pass away, there's nothing that could stop the satan, the, 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 from taking him. Nobody could stop the malachamavas. So too is the strength of love. Nothing can stop love. You have to learn how to love. You learn, learn how to unleash the love that's inside of you, which is what we do here every day. And is, it is the most powerful thing to save lives. And that's why no one ever came up with another Eitzah. The Baal Shem Tov said only one Eitzah is love. Eitzah echad yesh li The Chazanish, one Eitzah. The Lubavitcher Rebbe, one Eitzah. You tell me which one. The Satmar Rebbe, one Eitzah. Rabbi Yankalib Shavarsk, one Eitzah. No one ever said another Eitzah besides the Gayim and the therapy world that says consequences, boundaries, rules. It's not brought down anywhere in our Messiah. It's the strongest, most powerful Method and the only method, as Reb Gershon said so eloquently, he said, I have one medicine, Trufa Hayechida. Where do you have a problem that everybody agrees that there's only one medicine? Everyone should say, well, there's this method, there's that. And I speak to parents all the time, they say, I'm so confused, there's so many methods. No, there's not. No, there's not. Don't be confused. Follow the Baal Shem Tev and the Chazanish. Those are our two main things. Follow the Zayar Kaddish that we learned in Parashat Shuman that we're going to learn again soon. Follow the Divriyayl. Follow, just you pick the Gadol. Show me one Gadol that said rejection. What, is Rebar, what did Rebar and Leib Steinman say every time? Every Gadol, Litvish, Chasidish, Sfardi, Maran, Chacham, Rebavadi, Yosef. What did he say? They all said one Eitzah, we are loving people. Anything that is not a loving response in us is a faulty device that comes from being human or is implanted that we got affected by the Goyim through the therapy world. And I love therapy. Help adults. Adult comes to a therapist and says, I need help, go to therapy. I refer all the time to therapy. But how to control a child? What does it have to do with Therapy. We have Messiah for that. That works very well. Hashem should help. We should never have to have such a scary journey. That was a scary one, huh? That was scary, scary, scary. But Baruch Hashem, they followed their Das Torah and they have a beautiful thing. Listen, they never expected to be yaitz of the mitzvah of a haftem as hager in their house with their son-in-law and they never expected to have a child who's b'makim shabal tshuva oimid in tzadik yachalamid. None of us want to have that, uh, have Bali Tshuva that are higher than us. They're higher than us. We don't want that. We wanted them to just be regular Jews. Hashem has His own plan, and we're going to bring them back using the tremendous power that we have. Learn how to open your heart and close your mind and unleash love. The Shairish of Ahava is have, to give. Rav Dessler taught that. So you give, and you give, and you give, and don't worry about anybody, or spoiling, or anybody saying, what are you, crazy? How much are you supposed to give? When you're working on that patient, CPR, when are you supposed to stop? Never. When can I pull the respirator? Never. You give as much as you can until this is a stable, functioning human being, and when they're happy, and they're stable, like Gershon said, when they're happy, they're going to come back. Or as I like to say, Yismach Lev, 
Mevakshe Hashem. They're going to want to be like you. And they're going to be thankful for you, to you for saving them and for not rejecting them. Your job is to make sure that we are giving the maximum dose. Mommy, daddy, brothers, sisters, brother-in-laws, sister-in-laws, aunts, uncles, grandparents, neighbors, old friends, everybody has a responsibility. It takes a village to save a soul. But it's such a pleasant thing. Just have fun with them. Just show them I like you, I love you. I like you. I enjoy you. We have the medicine. We have the medicine to save every single soul.